righteousness. Not a fulfillment like, okay, we're locking off the past and the past is now done, it's fulfilled in me. No, the, the fulfillment of all righteousness was the opening up of the new way that God was going to do things in the earth. The new way that there would be come from what Jesus did. An open gate, an open heaven, an open flow of everything that the Father had in his heart. That he wanted to flow into all the rest of the people of God who would believe. See, you and I, we are people of the horizon, aren't we? We're, we're people of the horizon where heaven touches earth. Our feet are firmly on the ground, but because of uh, the Spirit of God on the inside of us, because we are born again, because we know that there is a, a God, there is a King, there is a Lord, we know that heaven has resources that are available, right? And God wants you and I to have access to those resources. And what Jesus was doing in the waters of baptism were helping us to understand that heaven and earth were coming together in him and that you and I could have access to what he, where he came from because he was making it available to us. Jesus said, let it be so now to fulfill all righteousness. And so you and I, when we, when we look in this text, there's a few things we want to hang on to. There's some benefits. Jesus's baptism not, not only launched his ministry and created a powerful doorway uh, uh, for our ministry, Jesus didn't get baptized so he could be forgiven of sin, but to bridge the connection between an open heaven and, and, and the earthly ministry that he was going to bring. And can I tell you, I don't have any ministry except the ministry of Jesus today. When, when, when I would preach, I recognize that my words can't save anybody, but Jesus' words anointed of the Spirit can save people. That when I pray for the sick, it's not because Ken Kramer has any power or virtue for healing to come. And yet when I pray in the name of Jesus, using the authority given to that name, that people actually do get, get well, that the sick do recover, that cataracts do fly off of blinded eyes in the Dominican Republic. Just saw that the other day, says Bruce and Elaine. Uh, it's amazing what happens in the name of Jesus. And Jesus opened that ministry up to us at the waters of baptism. So number one, well, the water baptism is the occasion for a heavenly announcement to your own soul. To your own soul. I can tell you, uh, I, I don't remember the exact date. It's probably written down somewhere in an old Bible that I've worn out somewhere as a young believer. But I do remember the day I got water baptized in Mount Hope Baptist Church. I do remember uh, sensing the, the, the joy of the Father in my heart. As a, as a young man, just, you know, 17 years old, just responding to the Lord. My mom and my dad didn't take me to that church. I followed uh, some friends who shared Christ with me, and I ended up in that church. And every time I look around this room and I see a young person in the house of God and know that they're not accompanied by a parent, it feels like it's me all over again. My, my heart is filled with joy. There's a young person that's going after God. Thank God. Thank God they're in the house of God. Those of us that are a little older, we get a little nervous about people with hats on in the house of God and, and different things. Can I tell you, thank God they're in the house of God. Don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry about the hair. Don't worry about the, the hat. Don't worry about the, if they're in the house of God, don't become their Holy Spirit. Introduce them to the Holy Spirit 
and he'll get the work done. He does his work better than I could ever do it, right? But uh, so how did I get on that? So anyway, um, you know, here's, here's this, this moment in time when, when there's the sealing of this moment. This is my son whom I love. With him, with her, I am well pleased. You know, uh, ever since that day, I just, I didn't, I've never unmade the decision that I wanted to follow Jesus. I only managed the decision that I want to follow Jesus. Some days I do better managing it than other days. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Some, some, some days I, I live up to the calling to follow Jesus better than other days. Some days are more stressful than others. Some days I, uh, I rise above temptation. Some days I fall. But every day I can look back on that day when I was water baptized. And I can say, God said, I'm his. God said, I'm his. I'm his child. I'm his son. I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. You see, water baptism is meant to do that in the life of a believer. It is a fixed moment in time when a believer says, I'm following the Lord. My old, my old man is dead, and the, day, the life I live from this day on, I'm going to live for Jesus. And I'm going to do that to the best of my ability and to the best of the resources that I understand as I walk with him. Will that amount grow? Yes, it will. I don't know everything I need to know in Christ yet, but I'm still in Christ. I'm in Christ, and I'm growing. I'm in Christ, and I'm pursuing God. When I fall, I fall forward, and I try to pick something up while I'm down there. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we are, are, we're all works in progress, but water baptism gives you that restore point when the Holy Spirit can say to your own soul, you are my child. You are that son. You are that daughter, and I'm well pleased with you. One of the messages that I preached um, when, uh, in the Dominican Republic um, used this text. It was for another purpose, but I was talking about uh, the Father's voice. I was talking about uh, the, how fatherlessness affects our world, and I was speaking to a group that was completely men, uh, all of them uh, in ministry at some level, pastors and whatnot, probably about 500 of them in the room. And, uh, and I made this statement at one point. And I asked them, I said, how many of you men uh, here in this room never had a father talk to you about how to look after a wife or talk to you about how to handle your money or talk to you about how to, how to put in a solid day's work and create a work ethic? Can I tell you that probably 480 men stood up and said, nobody has ever said those things to us. Never talked to them about integrity, never talked to them about who they were as men, what they needed to be about, none of those things. Can I tell you, today, you might be one of those people. You might be a man, you might be a woman sitting here in this room. There, there might not be an earthly father that you think about, but you've got a heavenly father that loves you. You have a heavenly father that knows how to be that father to you, that knows how to nurture you, that knows how, and can I tell you that in the body of Christ, you will find men who will become spiritual fathers to you. You will find ladies who are examples of how to live. You know what? God has provided this. How did he, when did he do that? He provided this through the baptism of Jesus. 
He provided this because God, in that moment of baptism, heaven's resources became available to you and I. You know, when, oftentimes when I lead somebody to Christ and I'll get to the end after they pray their prayer, uh, I, will, I will pause and I'll pray over them. Holy Spirit, your word says that you will bear witness with their spirit that they are a child of God. You know, when you're a child of God and you know you've got a heavenly father, you don't have to act like an orphan anymore. You don't have to self-provide anymore. You don't have to self-protect anymore. You don't have to self-promote anymore. Hello? God's got a seat for you. It's got your name on it. You don't have to go around promoting yourself. You don't have to go. You can just be humble. You can just seek God. God knows exactly where he wants you to be. He knows exactly what he wants you to be doing. You don't have to go show off. You don't have to go put your name out there. Hello, pick me. The Father already picked you. And you and I need his affirmation more than anybody else's, right? Amen? Number two, water baptism is the setting for a spiritual breakthrough to your current circumstances. <laughs> this is the one I wanted to preach. I was, I was, everything else was just introduction. Some years ago, I, I wrote a paper and I used this passage. I've, I've been living in this passage for a while. And, um, and it was at the seminary. And in, in the seminary, they always, have, they always have editors. And then they have people that read over your paper, make sure your, your, uh, your theology is not heretical. And, and uh, so uh, one, of my, one, of my, one of those people that was supposed to keep me in line theologically um, took issue with the, the, the text and the way it said because she didn't, she didn't look closely at this verb. And then there's this verb uh, where it says that Mark says the heavens were torn open torn open. It's the word schizo for which we use the word schizophrenic where a person's soul has been torn. Their mind and their soul has been torn. And it's a very dramatic word. Matthew and Luke all use just, just the, the word, the, uh, the verb opened. The heavens were opened. That's the way they say it, but not Mark. Mark is a, a dramatic kind of guy. Mark writes to the Roman soldiers and uh, Roman soldiers like invasions. Well, you know, Roman soldiers, like, you know, they, they like to kick butt and take names. Mark is the shortest of the Gospels, and so he's only 16 chapters, and he does very little teaching, but there's all kinds of action, action, action. And so Mark wants them to understand something that is in the heart of God that took place at the waters of baptism, and he has a unique insight about it. He says the heavens were torn open. There was, a, there was a tearing, there was a, a rift. It, it wasn't like a seamless thing. There was a tearing of, of the, the heavenly realm and the earth realm that took place. It's very specific that he uses that phrase. I want you to think about this for a minute. The Bible says uh, that, that the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro throughout the earth, looking for someone whose heart is, is whole, who is perfect toward him so that he might strongly support them. God's eyes constantly looking. So for two, uh, for, for thousands of years since Adam until the time of Jesus, God's eyes have been looking over the earth saying, I'm looking for somebody to support. I'm looking for somebody to give them resource. I'm looking for some. I'm looking. I'm looking. He can't find anybody. He can't find anybody. He can't find anybody until the day that John is having a baptism service and Jesus steps down into the water. And in that moment, God said, that's my man. 
man. That's my man. I've been looking for him. I've been waiting for him. When the fullness of time had come, the heavens were torn open and the Spirit of God comes down on him. Are you getting a hold of that? God was waiting until he could pour his resource into the earth, into a man. And because Jesus fulfilled all righteousness, those same resources, heaven has been torn open for you. And God's dreaming of invading your space. He wants to invade your space with his righteousness, his peace, his joy. He wants to equip you for everything that you need. So that in your circumstances, when you look at it and you throw up your hands and you say, ha, this circumstance, this looks like God doesn't even exist. This doesn't resemble anything that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would ever be involved with. And yet he has you there. What do you think he has you there for? He has you there so that you might do battle on his behalf. See, right after Jesus comes up out of the water, the Spirit of God takes him into the wilderness. And you know what he's going to do for the next 40 days after he fasts? He's going to encounter the devil. And he's going to encounter the devil. And you know what he whips the devil with? Of all things, Deuteronomy. I mean, you want to go to sleep? Read Deuteronomy. But what does Jesus completely disarm the devil with? It is written. It is written. It is written. And Jesus was wielding the sword of the Spirit because the heavens had been opened and he knew that he was clothed with power. So that when he was faced with a circumstance, he wasn't saying, oh, I hope I can get 700 Club on the phone. Oh, I hope Pastor Ken doesn't mind me calling him at 4 a.m. Oh, you know, no. And they didn't have to say, hmm, I wonder if I have a verse. No, the word had come alive. The word was on the inside. You see, baptism opens up the resources of heaven and makes them yours. They are yours. They are ready and prepared for you to step out into the authority of the Lord and do the thing he wants done. You don't have to call for some preacher. You have a ministry. Your ministry is because of the person of Jesus Christ. You have access to all heaven's resources because of what Jesus did. Not because of a certification that a church gave you. Not because of an academic degree somewhere. Not because you got all, all those 10 gold stars from Sunday school. You have a master's degree from the master. You are equipped for every good work, the scripture says. I'm more excited about this than you. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? You know, uh, uh, we need to realize that God has equipped us and we have those resources available. And, and so we need to walk in those resources. Amen? We need to walk in them. The last thing I want you to uh, get a hold of, number three, water baptism opens the way for a never-ending overflowing of the Holy Spirit on your life. The never-ending overflowing of the Holy Spirit on your life. Say that out loud. The never-ending overflowing of the Holy Spirit on your life. Years ago, I learned the difference between, uh, between working by the hour and doing piecework. Anybody know, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, contractors understand this. You know, you, you, uh, if, you get, if you pay somebody by the hour to do something, it'll take a long time. 
Because why? The more hours, the more pay. And they figured that out in their brain. But then you say, I'm only paying you 100 bucks. If you get it done in 20 minutes versus five hours, that's on you. Let me tell you. They'll figure out how to get it done. Now, take it away from a business standpoint, right? Any parents in the room? If you know you have an hour's worth of chores for your kids to do and you give them 40 hours to do it, when do you think that job's going to get done? This is a thing. This is a thing. It's a, it's a phenomenon in the, in the human space. It's called Parkinson's Law. No relation to the person who, who the disease was named after. Parkinson's Law it goes like this. Work expands itself into the amount of time allotted for it. It's a, it's a real thing. It truly is. Now, uh, the reason I bring this up is that God has a work for us to do. He has a work for us to do. And we don't really know how long that work is going, how much time we have. Jesus said work as if, uh, work as if night is coming because night is coming. Work while it is day because night is coming when nobody can work right? We've got to wrap this thing up. We've got to take the gospel to the, to the nations. We've got to go so that every nation, every tongue, every tribe will, will have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Why? Because that's our job. And you and I have a field of endeavor that God is going to talk to us about. And what do we need? We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Our young people and, and, uh, our, and our young at heart people went to Pennsylvania and they spent the last seven days and they took out a, a, a slice of their summer, and they worked hard uh, to get there, and, they, and they, they raised funds to get there. But God did something with those seven days that will ring into eternity now. They redeemed seven days and, and turned it into something eternal for people's lives. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You know, God has given us the ability to do that, but we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. People say, well, Pastor Ken, I, you know, I, I don't really believe in the, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, kind of like what you're talking about. Well, can I tell you that Jesus is the first example of a person who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, the conception of the Word, and Jesus needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit before he would start his ministry. His ministry took place after the Holy Spirit came upon him. And so what Jesus did in his baptism was he showed that not only do we need to be born of the word, of the seed of the word, but we need to be baptized in the spirit. And he demonstrates this by his life so that when he goes forth from there, he goes forth prepared for his messianic ministry to go to the cross. Let me show you one last uh, set of verses and then we're going to have our baptism time. John chapter 3, verse 34, the verse says, for, for the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God uh, for God, uh, for God gives the spirit without limit. So this is talking of Jesus. Um, the one whom God has sent speaks the words of, the words of God for God, gives the, the spirit without limit. And then in John chapter 20, Jesus does something that I want you to get a hold of before we leave this place and leave this thought. In John chapter 20, this is... 
this is the first day of the week after the resurrection. So the disciples had been following Jesus for these three and a half years, but they, they still, you ever wonder why they were kind of thick? They didn't really get it. They really didn't understand who he was. It's because they weren't yet born again. But this is the moment at which they believe on Jesus. Why? Because it's after the resurrection. You can only get born again if there's an empty tomb. And up to that time, there hadn't been an empty tomb. But now that there's an empty tomb, just hours after the, the tomb is empty, Jesus shows up, walks through the wall, and, and stands among his disciples. And Jesus says in verse 21, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, say it out loud, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. When you walk out of here today, you don't walk out just to go somewhere. You, you, you leave having been sent. When you get up in the morning to go to work, you don't just go to work. You've been sent to work. You've been sent. How was Jesus sent? Jesus was sent fully equipped by the Father, fully anointed to do the work that God had called him to do, fully uh, in tune with the Holy Spirit. The Father sent Jesus, and Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. You have everything you have need of. You have the anointing of the Spirit of God. You might need to pause and say, Father, fill me with your spirit today. As Bernie said earlier, we need to be being filled. Yesterday's filling won't, won't work for today. We need to go back. We need more, you know. And, and so we, we come back and we can do all of these things because of the baptism of Jesus. Let's stand this morning. And we're going to close out this moment. And uh, if the Holy Spirit's been talking to you, uh, here's the pattern that the scripture gives for baptism. You're wondering whether or not you should be baptized because maybe you were christened as a child or baptized as a child. The pattern is repent and be baptized. Here's the pattern. Now, I'm thankful for parents who, who had a desire to make sure their kids learned about the Lord and they baptize their, their children as uh, we don't baptize children here at Lighthouse. We dedicate children because we understand it's a dedication of parents more than it is the child's life. It's the parents who are saying this child is a gift from God. But, uh, but the, you know, if you were baptized before you had the opportunity to repent, you need to turn around. If you're a believer, then you need to say, okay, I've already believed. But if you've never been baptized, today's your day. Step out from where you're at. Come on and fulfill the pattern. Come on and follow the Lord in obedience. He didn't say it's a good suggestion. This is a command from the Lord. But it's a command that brings with it so many benefits that God wants to seal in your heart and mind. So I'm going to invite all those that are, uh, are going to go with Pastor Daniel to step out from where you're at and, and come on down. But there are those of you that need to be baptized today. Step out with them. Don't, uh, don't, don't miss out. Step out with them. Come out with them today. Praise God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Praise God. Keep going. There are more of you. Come on. There are more of you. There are more of you. Anybody in the balcony going to be baptized today? Come on. Let's follow the Lord together. Let's celebrate the Lord together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's a great opportunity this morning to follow Jesus.
to make that statement, make that declaration before the Lord. Come on, go ahead, yeah. All right, let's go. Everything you need, just step out from where you're at. The Lord's gonna bless. This is gonna be so wonderful today just to witness this and to watch this. Could we do this right now as they're preparing? I want us to pray over them right now that this would be a dynamic experience in their life, that they would experience the thing that the Lord wants to do in their hearts and that he would seal in their hearts the thing that he is doing in their lives today. And, and you know what? Some of you are going to, you're teetering on the edge. I can feel it in the room. Step out from where you're at. Go ahead. But even if you're waiting, you know what? Uh, Becky's going to be down here with the towels and the clothes and everything. Just keep on coming. It doesn't matter. You haven't missed the boat because there's still water in the tank. So yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Father, we just pray right now over each and every decision, over each and every person that's, that's going to make this declaration today. Lord, we, we pray over them, Lord God, that they would be prepared because we know that, uh, that the devil will leave us alone as long as we're not attempting to serve God because he's already got us. But the moment we step out, the moment we say, I belong to the Lord, then the, then the, the condemnation begins to come. The accuser of the brethren will rise up. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that because we prayed today, because we prayed that they're going to stand strong in the faith. Because we prayed today, Lord God, we're, we're sealing something in the spirit realm as we pray over them today. Even as Peter, uh, Jesus prayed over Peter and said, I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail you. Father, we pray for all these uh, new believers and, and some who are just following the Lord in this step of obedience today for the first time. We pray over them. We cover them in prayer, God. We ask you to do a work in their lives. Help us to be a source of encouragement. Help us to be a source of blessing to them, Lord. Help us, Lord, to encourage them in their weak moments when it might be easier to turn back than to move ahead. Help us to be a source of encouragement to them in those moments, Father. We thank you for that today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you. You can be seated. And uh, we're going to get things together here and, uh, and celebrate together. Praise God. Good morning, Lighthouse. Um, my name's Jim Johnson, and I'm up here this morning representing your executive leadership team to make you aware that uh, your senior pastor, Dr. Ken Kramer, has just had a birthday. I want to give, give all of us the opportunity to show our blessings to him, our appreciation of him. And uh, can the ushers come forward, please? We're going to take up an offering. And, you know, every birthday is special, but this is a particularly special birthday for Pastor because this is his first birthday that he's a grandpa. So, you know... Grandpas have lots of stuff they have to do, so let's be very generous and make this a very special one for him. And I just have one word for him. And now, Pastor Ken, you're 52 years old, and you can't act like you're 51 anymore. So <laughs> thank you, and go ahead and take that. And then we'll get on with the baptism.
still got spots for you. Good. It means everybody said yes already. All right, I'm going to prep you guys for what's about to happen. It's really important. The Bible says that there's a cosmic celebration when someone gives their life to Christ. And what we're doing right now is celebrating their dedication to him. Okay, so this is like a little mini celebration. You see the kids down front ready to make noise. So when someone gets baptized, we're going to just warm you up. I want to hear you scream really loud. One, two, three, go. Okay, that was about 50% good enough. But understand, every time somebody goes down and comes back up, we need that times two, okay? Because this is a big deal. We are so proud of these guys and gals and humans. Hello! Ricky! <laughs> I love you, man. get my workout today. Ricky, upon your proclamation of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Got him. Crystal! It's warm, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for warm water. Crystal, upon your proclamation of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Take your towel. You got it? <laughs> Where's Andy? Is Andy up here with the towels? Yeah. All right, we have Cheyenne. proclamation of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. You got yourself, you just turn around, and they're going to get you your towel. Put your towel right there. All right, we have Janelle. Now, upon your proclamation of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Good job. We're so proud of you. Thank you. Sure. All right, we have Jovi. Jovi's got some followers. You want to stand on this one? 